Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hi, friends. We are recording our podcast live for the first time ever, Friday, October 12th at 11 p.m. at the Los Angeles PodFest. And I was hoping you could make it. Uh, your tweets and kind words have meant so much to us. Uh, we'd love to thank you personally for being so supportive of our strange but true show. Um, there will be an after party for friends of the show, uh, and we can finally hang out. I'll let you know more details when I figure that all out. But I suspect it will be called the Chipotle after party, uh, but it won't be a Chipotle. Their parking lot is too small. Anyway, it's Friday, October 12th in Santa Monica. Get tickets and details at LAPodFest.com. That's LAPodFest.com. Oh, and don't wear masks to the show. You know how TJ gets sometimes. I don't want any bloodshed. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you there. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm Cash Levy. And I'm uh, T.J. Miller. Thank you for having me on this very special program, right? Yeah, Today's yeah a every, special day. It, it is special for us. Every uh, every 15 episodes, yeah. uh, I pick a special guest, and we turn the mic around. Turn the mic around. Don't cash. Do, 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 do. Yeah, and those are honestly some of my favorite episodes because, uh, you know, we get to see kind of more about you and, and, and learn things about your past. You know what? I'm, we pull the mask off. We kind of pull the curtains back right. and we Not see maskers. The, you know what? Warts and all underneath. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, thank you for having me on. And I, you know, I just, I'm excited. I've never done this on your program before. So. Yeah. Just take over, buddy. It's all well, up to okay. you. I'm just sitting in the captain's chair. You're sitting in the captain's chair. I'm just sitting in the little I was going to say, if you're sitting in my here, captain's yeah. chair, get out of it. Yeah. No. Then you'd, be, you'd be sitting on my lap and that wouldn't be good. So I'm just going to sit over here. You sit over there and get started, big guy. Hey, so welcome to TJing in with Cash Levy. <laughs> <laughs> fun so far. Uh, um, it's working. So I'm really excited because today we're going to talk about something that to me is one of the more fascinating things about you, but also just a fascinating thing in general. 
that I didn't really know about until we met. And that is uh, sneak-ins. So today, turning the microphone on cash, we're going to be talking about sneak-ins. Now, a lot of people don't know what that is. Can you describe well, a sneak-in? You know, I've, I've snuck in hundreds of, of concerts. Well, and I was going to say that. He's snuck in hundreds of concerts, movies, sp- Super Bowls, NBA Finals. You've even gotten into f- the finals of the NBA. Yes, yes. So my, It's a hobby of mine since I was a kid. And but did you, you make it up? It. No, that's what's so interesting about it. There's a whole underground society of people that do sneak-ins. I mean, See, at, I didn't know about any of that. At my first Super Bowl, I met a guy that had snuck into every Super Bowl. Uh, he, like, he went into the Superdome in a laundry cart. Mm. Uh, so, And I didn't know. I had been doing sneak-ins for maybe uh, 10 years, and I thought I was the only one. And I started to realize after wow. that that I can spot them now. I mean, I, I did a Rolling Stones concert with my wife, and we were crawling through the forest. And this guy uh, crawled up next to us. He had a trench coat on. Underneath, he had a tuxedo. He was a limo driver. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, I had to see this show. Is this the spot? And at, the, at that point, it wasn't the spot. And I'll tell you more about that later. But there's a whole underground society. I started it's when amazing. I was a kid. Yeah. And, you know, you start with movies and you work your way up to concerts, and, and then you just start to have fun with it. I mean, uh, I just did it for the entertainment of it. I mean, I, my friend and I once snuck into uh, a Barry Manilow concert eight times in the no. same night just to test our skill. went in and out of in it? In and out. We got, you know, at the end, That shows got you how much you guys like Manilow. Exactly. It was the Big Fun Tour. Oh. Yeah, that's what it was called, Big Fun. Which was but, neither um, big nor fun. But, um, yeah, and there's a whole group of people that do it. Like I said, that first uh, Super Bowl, there was it was like he was like a seventy year old man or something. It's not in every Super Bowl. There was one other guy that we met, and his girlfriend was there too. And uh, it was funny. We we snuck in. He was kind of. And which Super Bowl was this? Okay, this was uh, this was Super Bowl nineteen eighty eight. It was okay. uh, you know, it was the Redskins versus the Denver Broncos. Oh, Broncos, D town. So we didn't know we could sneak into Super Bowl. We'd like I said, we had done a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. We had we had already dug we dug our way into Springsteen. Girl, yeah, into the crew area. Really? Yeah. We uh, I snuck in With shovels I, or gardening no, tools. Just just uh, we well we had little like you know metal st- things that we Gardening used tool. just to get underneath. Yeah. Um, in any event, we get to the Super Bowl. We figured that we just couldn't figure out a place to do it. And then we see this guy uh, working on this fence behind his back. And, and he, we realized he was sneaking in. We walked over and asked if we could help. He was cutting the fence open. We were going to crawl under it and under a second fence and then climb to the top of the stadium. Um, they had these sort of temporary bleachers they had erected. Yeah. And then the old man walked over, and he's like, I guess this is the spot. And he started telling stories. And it was just awesome, I mean, to realize we weren't alone. We, and that was the first time you met another sneak-in yeah, artist. Yeah, and the coolest part about the story was we snuck in, we, we, we climbed to the stadium. I think he did it some other different way, because there's no way he could have made that climb. Right. We saw him at halftime. No. And uh, we said, where's your girlfriend? He's like, yeah, she was caught. She and uh, he was drinking a beer, and I was like, "Do you?" He didn't seem concerned. I'm like, "So did you? I mean, are you going to go bail her out?" He's like, "Yeah, maybe after the game." I mean, she knew the risks. No, <laughs> she really, he really yeah. said that. Yeah. And how old was he? <laughs> he was probably seventy at that point. That's so amazing. Yeah. yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah. So you, so you got into the Super Bowl with your wife? 
No, no, that was with my best friend. That was with the best uh, friend now. But you have done it with your wife. I've done a lot of sneak-ins with my wife. She's great because she's really innocent. You've met her. She's yeah, a little, she looks like somebody who's never done anything she's wrong. She's a little cute, innocent person, and it's just really amazing to do sneak-ins with her. I mean, we've done Stones. We've done The Who. Wow. Wow. We've done U2 at the, in Pasadena. We've done a, just an amazing uh, array of sneak-ins. Now, when she was pregnant, I thought that would help because, you know, but who's going to stop a pregnant it? woman? It didn't. She got nabbed at a uh, foreigner sticks. Uh, she and your son concert. got nabbed, and my little son got nabbed uh, at at that concert. I think she kind of stood out. Um, so I got to tell a different you, way. I mean, it's fascinating to me. And so you, I, I want I want to ask this first yeah. off because I, I do have some. I do have a bunch of questions in front of yeah. me, but I want to I want to ask you. What what is your technique when you sneak into so let's say sneaking into a movie? Okay, movie's simple and that's that's probably a good place for you to start. Yeah. Yeah. Practical living in the modern age. Right. You wanna you wanna first of all come up with a lie in your head when you're about to do a sneak in that you believe is true by the time you hit that gate or wherever you are. Really? Okay, and that's that's probably true in everything in life, right? Yeah. Well, you know, really? when you, when you, a lot of things. You wanna believe if if the lies can help you, you wanna try to believe them, right? Yeah, that's true. So you get to the and really you want to show confidence. Now a, a movie sneak in can be exhilarating because often it's just looking the person in the eye, the ticket taker, smiling and nodding and walking right past them. And that's it. You freeze them. They can't believe anyone <laughs> could be that confident to to do that. You know. So you so you um, just you you make it clear to them that you've been in and out and you exactly. said hello to them before. Exactly. You nod. You smile. You have Great to idea. look at them. I've seen people get caught where they don't look at them. Yeah. Now, another thing you have to do is know that if someone says something, you always have an excuse. Uh, they say, well, I'm sorry, can I see your ticket? You say, I just showed it to you. And then you smile and keep walking. Now, if you're uh, way beyond them and they and they if you're not quite beyond them, then you'll make up an excuse like I was told there was an ATM back here. OK, <laughs> um, that's your that's your fail save. Well, yeah. Or, uh, you know, uh, I'm. Uh, is the ba- I'm, I'm here. I'm using the bathroom. My wife has my ticket, and she's you just point behind you somewhere. My wife will show you my ticket. You can't vaguely point behind you. Now, the problem is sometimes this happened to me. I'll point behind me. I'll go. My my yeah. wife has my ticket, and directly <laughs> behind me is an obese <laughs> Korean man, which are very rare, in fact. And the guy's always going because you know I travel with him. All I go, it's it's my wife right here. And she has the ticket, and he, the only English he knows is, no ticket! <laughs> so that's been tough. That's what my book is. I'm writing a book about this. Called are no, you? You are. No, that's no right. ticket required. That's what it's called. Um, yeah, you have to, I guess you got to work that out. The VIP entrance is yeah. the weakness of any venue. Really? Because when you're oh, talking yeah. about the eye freeze, you're talking about confidence. That makes sense. That if makes you're sense. a VIP, I mean, I got in a Rolling Stones concert once where... The guy's like, can I see your tickets, sir? And I said, I just showed it to you. Like, I got kind of upset. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. In fact, that Rolling Stones concert, this is funny, because people ask, like, where do you sit? Usually a better seat than you normally would, because you're going to push. You're going to push all the way to the bottom. You want to be somewhere where people are standing. Right. Um, This was in the Anaheim Pond, and I got inside, and, you know, me and my friend, we walked down as far as we could, like, right close to the stage. We sat in these two seats, and... um, 
It turned out we were sitting in Bobby Slayton's seats. No. Yeah, and he walked over. He's like, ah, Pitbull of comedy. Pitbull of comedy. He's like, I heard you do this shit. You know, was like, no. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and then someone asked him that story later, and he denied it, which I thought was weird. He's kind of a... Yeah. Maybe his huge, memory wasn't. No, yeah, I know Maybe his memory is. wasn't. He's never been particularly nice. that's a weird thing to make up, you know. It is a weird one, yeah. He goes, hey, I'm trying to debunk this thing that Cash is spreading <laughs> yeah. around. That uh, they, uh, he talks like this. They, uh, you know, yeah, uh, snug it and sit <laughs> in my seat. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's all around town. It's all over the streets. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> he's so mean. He was so mean to me. Uh, was he really? Yeah, I took Did a car ride with him, and he's just. It's but he's not even ripping an asshole. <laughs> if it was funny, I would love it. Don, I met Don Rickles once. Yeah. And it was not a sneak in. It sort right. of was because I went with John Stamos. So I snuck in through John Stamos. This recently. Pretty recently. And he he really gave it to me, and I thought it was hilarious. But Bobby Slayton's always, ugh, he's just yeah. mean. Not like you'll ever hear this because he doesn't know how computers or the radio works. <laughs> Still listening to a phonograph in a hotel at the Golden Nugget. <laughs> In Las Vegas in 1970, never. <laughs> Burke uh, is bigger than his bite. Do you ever get guilty, Cash? Do you ever? Because nah, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. A lot of people say, you say, oh, I'm sneaking into a movie. Well, hold on, hold on. You know, you're not sneaking into a movie. You're just not paying for a ticket. That's what a lot of people say. You know, you're, you're just not paying for something. You're not paying the artist for the, you know, the use of his time. Yeah. You as an artist, or not an artist, but like a house painter version of one who paints you know you you know do you think that you're doing anything wrong no i don't i'll tell you a few to things. the artist first of know? all i'm creating jobs because you know <laughs> if there if 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 there weren't people like me uh that you wouldn't need security so i think there i'm creating as much as, right, I'm, that's as right. I'm and that's why i'll kill you know women in in, in the night <laughs> Because I think that there need to be police. Okay, you're going that far. What are you going to do? Kill women in the night? <laughs> you watching like I'm a lady killer. <laughs> Kill women in, in the, the night. In the low sense. <laughs> All right. Now, so. I, so I don't feel guilty about it. I also think it's really good for, for bonding with people. I mean... I'm not a big drinker, uh, and mm-hmm. you know I, that's probably how this all came out when I was in high school. I didn't really drink, and I, I didn't. A lot of people were going to parties, and I was trying to do something creative and fun. Uh, and this is the greatest like cat and mouse thing that you can do, save like maybe being Mark Twain going to your own funeral. It's it's very exciting. No one gets hurt. Um, no one suffers. Also, I'm in the entertainment business, and I don't see any reason why I should be paying for entertainment anyway. Mark Twain went to his own funeral. Is that true? Well, in what was it? Was it? This is Tom Sawyer. Yeah. I see. It was fiction. All I'm saying is that... But now, here, here's another question for you. Yeah. Yeah? I want to stop you. So you say, you know, you're creating jobs, right? Yeah. yeah. That's helpful. Job creation. Job creation. Yeah, what would be your be... platform? What would be your platform for sneak-ins? Job creation? Job creation. <laughs> uh, I'm already an entertainer. Right. So I shouldn't have to pay anyway. Lateral, lateral intake of, of entertainment. Bonding with other people. Yeah, sure, of course. Through, through, through shared experiences. But here's what I want to know. In yeah. high school, there was a situation where everyone was like, Hey, Cash, you want to come to the party? It's an old man, Smith. He's out of town. Tonight, 8 o'clock. And you go, Well, um, will, will, will there be drinking? No. Yeah, I mean, of course. That wasn't that bad. Of course. Of course they'll be drinking. You go, No, uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go sneak in. <laughs> I'm going to do a sneak in. 
No, it wasn't that bad. I just got bored on the parties. I got a little bored. I uh, think I think it's amazing. And I, you, well, and you know, how old were you when you were first like, in Well, people liked it in high school too. Like, and I, I had a rule where I would only popular? take three. People started to hear about it. Uh, I only had about three people I would I would usually take because I I tried to sneak literally twelve people at Stanford uh, Stadium into a Grateful Dead concert. It was a logistical nightmare. Like I remember looking down. <laughs> I remember looking down the the fence and seeing like people getting caught and people getting you know tasered like it was a it was blo- it was a bloodbath it was a bloodbath so i only take three that was my limit i could take three and people a long time before concerts eventually by the time i was senior would come up to me and be like dude um you know the, the who's coming to town can we do that concert or hey you know let's do the national championship game or whatever i mean how old were you when you did your first thing um yeah i think it was like freshman year in high school and and it, what's awesome too is the older i get the easier it gets Another really thing that that's helps, something to look forward to yeah and the other thing that helps too is technology um because people think technology is gonna uh hurt your chances but really it makes security lazy you know they've got these uh, these little beepers where they don't even pull your ticket anymore at turnstiles there's no turnstiles there's a lot of space behind each person uh, there's, you know, there's the ropes, there's, you know, the, the rope technology is the rope technology anywhere. has never increased. It's, it has remained stagnant. Um, yeah. At uh, rope. rope technology has not improved at all. Um, and, and cell phones really help if you're sneaking in with a friend and one of you gets caught and you can talk the other guy in. I did a who concert, not going to say where, but I had done it. Uh, because some women were killed in the night. <laughs> <laughs> I I got I went we went it was real simple and mm-hmm. I had done this venue before, <laughs> and so I decided I wanted to do something different. So right. we did it a different way. Right. And I snuck under this fence through these uh, bushes, and it put me behind a vendor area, and this lady security was standing right there. She was like literally oh, no. like six feet away. And I had always made this speech. This was about a year ago that I would never run during a sneak in. It's undignified. There's two things I won't do. I will not run during a sneak in. It's undignified. And I will not wear props and costumes. I'm not a prop. I'll never wear a mustache. I'm not going to show up with fake glasses and have a security guard jacket. Yeah, that's why you've not, never, it's why you've never been stopped at the airport for a mustache. That's right. So I was never going to do that. But it was really humiliating because I saw this lady. She's like six feet away, mm-hmm. kind of heavy set. She's like, sir, please come over here. And she's going to, you know. And I just, uh, I ran. Oh, you did <laughs> I run. And ran. You, you, uh, I turned and ran. <laughs> you just knew it. You knew <laughs> from the frumpiness and the frown. I, she can't catch me. I was walking towards her. I was like, <laughs> I, I was walking towards her. I was like, this is stupid. For, for is, Does integrity matter that much? I mean. Run. Obviously not. You're you're Run. you're stealing into these. So then I had to talk my friend in. Events. Really, yeah. this sneaking involved a ladder and crawling behind for about like a hundred yards. He had to crawl. Be- he had to go down this ladder and up a ladder and then behind a wall. And he's in position. The best moment to get into a venue is right when the band comes on stage. Right. Um, that's when pandemonium breaks out. There's a lot of distraction. That's when you need to go over a gate or through a gate or over a wall or whatever. All right. So he's in position. And the thing is, the, the, the wall is pretty low, and a security guard happens to be right there. So I go over to distract the security guard. 
and uh, I can see him crawling behind the security, behind this little wall. He's like, uh, and so I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> says my voice. As you always talk, sure, yeah, of course. Is there a bathroom here? And he's like, it's 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 right there. He's like, it's like twenty yards away. I'm like, oh, they got what kind of bathroom is it? Like I don't know how to stall. Like I'm just kind of. What kind of bathroom is it? Like what do you mean? I'm like, I mean, is there stalls? I'm really shy. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> My friend tells this story better than I do. It was Steve Maison. You know, we Steve. should have him on the program. Yeah, and uh, and so Steve now is through the gate, and uh, and then I just walked with Steve out of the venue, and the guy's like, it was away from the bathroom. He's like, what about the bathroom? I'm like, I don't have to go anymore. Oh, perfect. You are so razor sharp at these events. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say, you know, you swore never to use disguises. So I'm excited yeah. for the moment when you're walking towards a frumpy woman going, is integrity worth more? And then you just paint a grease paint mustache on, <laughs> put on big old Elton John glasses and go, hada, 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 ho, hada, 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 ho, and run away. I, on the other hand, exclusively sneak in in disguises. It's always the same disguise. It's a latex mask that looks exactly like my face. <laughs> And I cover myself with it and my face, and I wear uh, pants that are one size too small and a shirt that's one size too big. You could do that though. You could wear your own face, and no one would think. Dad, I'm gonna. Do I am. That. I'm doing it. I met. That'd a, be the best disguise. Uh, a latex uh, mask of your own face. The, uh, I, I am doing a video where I get a latex mask of my face made to put over my face. That's so funny. I'm working on it. That's uh, a great idea. So let, let, let me, because we do. We have a lot of things we want to cover. You did Wimbledon. Wimbledon was good because. You did do it. I did do Wimbledon. Wimbledon wasn't very hard, uh, to be honest. Now, now, for those of us who do not know where Wimbledon is, but love the word, can't get enough of saying it, Wimbledon, Wimbledon, Wimbledon. <laughs> it's in English. How much do you love Wimbledon? It's... <laughs> <laughs> so, it's in England. So you were, Wimbledon. Were you already out there? It's what? It's Wimbledon. It's Wimbledon? Yeah. Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> and fuck the sport of tennis. <laughs> where in England is it? Uh, well, it's in London, right? Did you yeah. fly specifically I to didn't. go? I didn't. Because here's what I will say. My biggest fear of sneaking is you drive all the way down to Anaheim or some yeah. of these places that you mentioned, and you can't even get in. What do you do? You just drive back? You get drunk in the parking lot? Yeah, well, that was the fear of that. The longest I've ever gone specifically for sneaking is 10 hours, for, you know. And? And and we made it. But, but yeah, yeah it, I didn't do it specifically lot for safe. that reason. I just thought it'd be fun. And actually, Wimbledon wasn't that hard. Yeah. Um, I happened to have a tape recorder because I was just traveling after college. And I, I thought, so. I don't know if that counts as a prop or not, but I did sort of act like I was a reporter. I just pulled the tape recorder out and walked back into the press area. So now I'm in the press area and we're interviewing people. And I went over right. and interviewed uh, Chris Everett. Uh, and this is one of my interesting moments. I go, we have, and I have this on tape still if you want to hear it. Um, it's God, one of my cherished yeah. tapes. I go, oh, we have Chris Everett Lloyd here. And she's like, it's not Lloyd. <laughs> and she really snaps at me and she walked away. And you can hear me saying on the tape, I'm like, well, it's not my fault. She can't keep a marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have interviews with like Steffi Graf. And really? You were able to. And who did you say? What paper did you say you're from? I don't think I ever said. I don't think you're also said. a foreigner. You're an American. So if you get caught trying to sneak into Wimbledon, you go, hey, what are you doing? Trying to sneak in here, governor? <laughs> you know, they tip their sort of stovepipe hat to you. <laughs> 
and uh, and just a little bit of beef falls out of their mouth. <laughs> it's a little bit of beef Wellington. Uh, you can say, what? I'm from Texas. <laughs> and then run away. Uh, Wimbled- uh, Wibbledon. Is how you wrote it, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Wimbledon. So Wimbledon. Well, that then did you that enjoy the game, or was it, was it more? That, that to... was Andre Agassi's first. Uh, really? Uh, okay. So that was a great Wimbledon game title. to say. I think it was Agassi and Ivanisevich, or great match. I'm saying it was, it was, it was pretty. Match. It was pretty amazing to see that, and I was really up close. That's what I'm saying. A lot of times you sneak in and you get into places you could never see an event. Yeah, because um, you go for broke. Of course you do. But I will say this about that. I was alone, and that's one other thing you learn with sneak-ins is they're not as fun alone. I mean, you need someone to reminisce with about the whole thing, and it's a lot like life. It's fun to have people. Um, that's why I'm kind of pro-marriage or pro-getting like getting a partner because I feel like in the end it's important to have someone to have these memories with. That's what you... You know, we've talked about it. You don't. You don't have any it's memory. The whole point. I snuck into. I snuck into a Super Bowl. Uh, but see, in I think that's so. That's uh, yeah, alone, so that's, and it's yeah. almost like it didn't happen. It's I'll like, say this though, but then that's directly opposing your position with the fame slot theory, which is that you know, of course, you you say there are a certain number of slots for people who are famous, and those yeah. that have those slots should be using them to the fullest. And part of that is having sex with lots and lots of women. But I think. That's such an empty sort of reward for fame, if it's even a reward, opposed to finding a partner who you can sort of share all these memories with. Eventually, those are the things that really matter. I totally agree. I'm not saying that the fame and the fame spot matter. I'm saying that that's what those people should use. So you're saying they should have a terrible, unfulfilling life. I don't think it should be unfulfilling. I think they should have that phase and then step away from that. Uh, step away from that. Very phase. rigid rules you have for other people. <laughs> Let me see that. All right. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. When you sneak into something, you should have somebody there. Just like when something terrible happens, you want to be able to turn to somebody and Absolutely. say, Absolutely. We've uh, talked about it. I, mean, I call it, yeah, I call it having someone on the same side of the glass. Yeah. So you're, you're sort of, your entire life, you're on one side of the glass looking at everything else that's happening in the room. You're sort of observing the world. You want to have somebody on the same side of the glass or as close as you can on that side of the glass. And somebody who doesn't have greasy fingers putting their grubby little hands all over the glass. <laughs> you know how much, you, you want to clean it? How do you think Rob hurts <laughs> feels when he has to come in and clean it? All right, back to the sneak-ins. Well, first question what happens when you get caught? Well, has anyone ever yeah, gone to jail? What's the worst? People, okay, I did. This was one funny one. I did one with my girlfriend, and, and uh, she. It was a great America in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I thought I told her it was, she didn't want to do it, and I told her it was gonna be really easy. I'm like, it's like a candy from a baby. But it's not it's easy if she camera. doesn't want to do it. You gotta want to get in. I know, and she she got a little nervous. It was just a straight like jump over this uh, barbed wire fence, and you had to jump. <laughs> just a quick jump over the barbed wire fence. You know, you you stick and move a couple of Rottweilers. And there was this tree nearby where you could jump to and avoid this camera that was there. And she, like, got all teetery on the top. And I'm, like, waiting down below. I'm like, seriously, jump to the tree Poor branch. Girl. And she ended up, like, going through the camera, like, so they could see her on the camera. It was really surreal. Um, I was wasted at the time, a little stoned. Yeah, and uh, it made it more, more surreal. All of a sudden, we're walking into the amusement park, and I didn't know she had been caught. All of a sudden... All these police came around the corner, and we had to go down on our, you know, hands and knees. They were taking it very seriously. 
and all these crowd of people had gathered to watch. Do right? they have weapons at all? No, right? Uh, I don't think they were. They didn't pull their weapons, but they definitely had us on our on the ground. And I look over, and she's crying. She's just bawling. And I look over, and all these crowd of people have have gathered, and in front of those people were two amusement park mascots just standing and watching and they have their hands in front of their face like no, no way. and it was so surreal <laughs> it's like oh my god they're like Ooh. that's the best yeah, i love she's so crying she didn't want to go to great america <laughs> you said it's easy it's just a hop skip and a jump over a barbed wire fence yeah then the moment when you guys are being arrested and she's sobbing you look up and stoned and you're like wow it was like gumby they, they, look, and- they look weird when they're serious <laughs> It was like Gumby and some big like purple thing. So this was what Grimace. was weird. They took her to the police car, and then they, they hadn't caught me. They never saw right. me on camera. And they were really kind of honest, it seems like, because they're like, so uh, how'd you get in? I'm like, uh, I just I had a ticket. And they were like, I bought, a, you know, I, I bought a ticket. And they're like, do you want to like confess something? Do you want to let us know that you snuck in or whatever? And I'm like, well, would you? You know, if I were to confess that, would you let her go? And then we could, like, switch out? Sort of like, you know, Charles Darnay from yeah. Tale of Two Cities? You know? Sure. Uh, an old Darnay reference. <laughs> I can't get through a goddamn week without it. If it's Wednesday or Thursday and somebody hasn't brought up Darnay, <laughs> I say, hey. <laughs> so so they go, no, we, we caught her. We didn't catch you. But if you want to confess, that's fine. And I said, well, you know, take her. I mean, it wasn't going to make any difference. So they took her and... She, uh, you know, it was like a $273 fine. And did you I pay actually, for any of it? I paid for the whole thing. Good. We, we broke up soon after. But uh, <laughs> but I actually got caught at the uh, Expo in Spain. And I was I spent a night in what jail. What is the Expo in Spain? It's like the World's Fair. And I spent the night in jail. And it was funny. In jail, I was with these two Australians. And the whole night, they were claiming they were lost in a forbidden area, just like I was saying I was. Right, right, right. And they totally claimed all night. And all night, I was like, guys, seriously. Come You're like, come clean. I'm one of you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and they totally denied it all night in the jail. Like, I think they thought I was a rat or something. And I saw them at a bar like two days later and they admitted they had snuck in. Did you tell them? Weren't you like, why did you guys? I totally, I said, I'm like, what are you doing? And then the funny part was the three of us then went back to the expo and snuck in together. And that was yeah. a pretty cool experience. That's I still keep in touch with those thing. guys. You yeah. do? Yeah. No. Yeah, I do. Do they still sneak in? I don't know. I don't. I, we just like send each other a letter once a year. But once a year, yeah. Christmas cards of you yeah. guys behind bars. <laughs> Paul McCartney's concert didn't work out so well. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. All right. So uh, I got to ask this because I do know. Yeah. You know, we're friends, but yeah. uh, you know, the man behind the man. Yeah. Sneakins led you to become a comedian. Yeah. You've mentioned that. I don't that. think I've ever told you that. My, one of my first sneak-ins ever, I snuck into the other cafe in San Francisco. Which is a, it was a comedy, comedy show, venue, yeah. And it closed soon after, but before I even started comedy. But I was in high school. I was like 16. And uh, my girlfriend and I, of course, we couldn't drink, so we snuck in the back, like through the kitchen area. And um, um, that night... Uh, the headliner was Jerry Seinfeld, and that inspired me to be a comedian because um, I had never really seen a, that was my first live comedy show ever, and I was just blown away. And isn't that amazing that the very the place that you first snuck into and gave you this love of comedy, which later became your vocation, right. closed 
due to poor ticket sales. <laughs> you piece of shit. Sorry. Excuse me. Okay. So now you have you've met a few interesting people oh, yeah. along the way. I understand. Yeah, I'd some, like to hear about one or two. Like of I them. said, there's some there's some fun people that did this, and one of my favorites was this national championship game uh, at Candlestick, where this guy um, he was this his name was Willie. And uh, he was sort of a homeless guy. And uh, yeah. Willie, I think, was in Vietnam, kind of down on his luck. Right. We decided to do a sneak with him. We met him there. It was obvious he was looking around. We go to this place where we could climb. It was a tough climb, though, about midway up the stadium. And then you just go over a ramp. So my friend and I easily do it. Now, Willie's having some problems because uh-huh. Willie's like... 50, 60 years old, and he's like really doesn't have the hand strength to get up this side of this wall. There weren't very easy ways to climb it. Willie's hanging on the side of the wall, and we see security coming down the ramp towards us. And it was kind of like a scene from a movie, you know, because yeah. my friend's like, We can't, we can't leave Willie. We can't leave Willie. I'm like, Dude, we gotta go. Yeah, we gotta just go. like, forget him. He's going the way of the girl he's that was crying at Great America. Like, leave him. He's like, We can't leave Willie. And we're trying to reach be down and grab Willie. Member. We're trying to uh, reach down and grab Willie, but we can't quite get to him. And Willie's like, I can't make it. We're like, Willie, you can do it. The guy's running towards us now, and he's, you know, within striking distance. And finally, Willie, who's so awesome, he just yells out, He's like, Save yourselves. Does he really? Yeah. That's I, what he I said. swear to God, he's like, Save yourselves. No, we just, uh, it's so funny. I also, you would be the worst platoon member. <laughs> yeah, I would get shot and it would just hit my body armor, like knock off my, uh, you know, uh, it would knock off, what's it called? Helmet. Yeah, your helmet. That it would, would knock be, off yeah. the helmet. And, and you think uh, you would be a good platoon you'd, member you'd go without like this. remembering that? You'd that. go like this. You'd go, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Where's my thing that goes what's atop the, my head? It goes on top of my head. Um, you know, I, I get my helmet shot off. I go, oh, my God, thank goodness. Jesus, what luck. And then you'd go, leave him. Leave TJ behind. <laughs> he's He's gone. I said, oh, I didn't get hurt at all. Then I get shot in the leg. I'm like, ah, help me. You go, let him go. It's not going to help any of us. we got to get out of here. <laughs> We're not going to be able to see this uh, Lisa Loeb concert. <laughs> Anybody possibly remember that reference? Nope. Yeah. Okay, so here, I think it's time Yeah. that we talk about what, what, your crowning achievement, maybe. I mean, you can tell me the uh, NBA Finals. I think the most saddest. The, the, the NBA I don't Finals. Think the NBA tell finals us about was, the NBA, the NBA finals. finals wasn't that big of a deal. It's not the crown jewel. It was actually the game where uh, the Celtics... Had the greatest comeback in NBA Finals history against the Lakers uh, in game, I want to say, four of the year that the Celtics did win that series. It was you know, the year that the Celtics won the series, yeah, but, but that was the, the game 80s. where they came back. No, not in the 80s, yeah. no. And uh, it really wasn't that bad. April was caught, sort of. She uh-huh. did the old ATM thing, and then she cried on the phone, and like... I had to turn my phone off because I know it sounds cruel, but I was like, she was at a restaurant and like, really, if you're going to sneak in with someone, they have to stay on your hip. You know, you can't like get too separated. You didn't want to be bothered by her. No, it's just that, like, game. look, I'm not going to leave the NBA finals. I've just successfully snuck in the NBA finals and she's putting this guilt trip on me that, you know, that she didn't bring any money and she's hungry. Like that's, you know, come on. We just, I just got in the NBA finals, you know? So 
that was, you know, one of those things you just go through in every relationship. Every relationship has that kind of scenario where you I have mean, to. I mean, yeah, did it lead to a fight? Not really. She's, you know, she's, she's so forgiving. Yeah, she's she's so forgiving. Um, but I think the biggest ones for me are um, just really even just movies or just ones where you freeze people. I just think that's really satisfying to know that you have the power to look someone in the eye and your confidence level convinces them that you're okay. And those are, those are those are my favorites. Those are your favorites. Yeah. yeah. Those I are mean, the, ones. the NBA Finals, to me, I think, you know, there's got to be a Super Bowl of sneak-ins. What is that? Um, I think the first Super Bowl was pretty amazing. Um, you know, that was a great one. Um, you know, I think that I've, I've, I've mentioned some of the most yeah, oh, yeah. memorable ones. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Who or Iran. Yeah, the Who, right? That was a good one. I uh, mean, so you don't have one that is your crown jewel, really? Um, I think it was the first Super Bowl, you know, because you if just you don't could, know you can actually do that. And that's when the whole world opened up, and I realized, like, how... I did a really good one recently at an ACDC concert. Really? Um, which, you know, that sm- smoking been... areas are a real weakness for are they really? any venue, because people have to go outside and smoke now, and they have to erect these ramshackle... These sort of artifices Artifices, and yeah. uh, it's it's really um, stupid. It's, it's very hard to keep us out, so, you know. I mean, so you... What would be a sneaking that you've always wanted to do but have yet to do you know Super Bowl? i think what we're going to do there's 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 a possible documentary that people are talking about where i'm going to do 12 in one year do one a month amazing and do some things that i haven't done of course you know i'd like to do an academy awards i don't think that could be done without props um you know now there is one guy that does all this that's written a book and i'd like to interview him he does use props which but uh, my friend was telling me he's got some real integrity. For example, he what's has, his name? You know I forgot his name. He actually, I have his book at my house. He doesn't just get in. His goal is he needs to eat something for free when he gets inside. Now that is taking it to the next level. <laughs> that is so uh, great. I mean, eat something for beautiful. free. For free. Like, there's pictures of him uh, in the winner's circle at the Kentucky Derby. In the book. In the book. I'm not joking. There is a picture of him, and I don't know which Super Bowl it was, where they lift the coach in the air. He is standing next to that coach on the field. This is the man I want to meet. This is what I aspire to be. Because it's so fun, TJ. It's just so fun. I mean, I've never done one with you, and I've always wanted to. But I think that's amazing. Now, when, when you go... You know what? First of all, you usually try and sit as close as you can. Yeah, yeah. You sit as close as you can. You just take whatever seat is unoccupied. Yeah, and sometimes okay for a Super Bowl, they they have these, uh, you know, they have these seat cushions that they give each person, and they'll have some bench seats, and they'll put seat cushions down. If you take two seat cushions from one area and stick it in another, they won't know that there's two seats number fourteen. So you can add two to an aisle. Uh, there's other ways to get seats. Here's a fun one. I was once at a um, at a Laker game actually, right. and I saw courtside. There were two seats that were empty, courtside, and. I really thought, uh, you know, that no one was going to show up for those. So at halftime, we went down, found a way, snuck past security. It's fun to do sneak-ins within sneak-ins. Get down to courtside, and two people were sitting in those seats. No. And I figured they were doing exactly what we were doing. So I just kind of reached in my pocket. I'm like, sorry, guys, these are our seats. 
and it was just a bluff. But what are they going to do? Are they they're bluffing? Are they going to ask me? But if you did, if you didn't know they were bluffing, I guess you could. They would have pulled out, out their seats, yeah. and then they would have. And I would just go, "Sorry, so it was you my called mistake. their bluff." I called their bluff, and they just got out of there like so sorry. They were totally embarrassed. And then I sat courtside for a half. Uh, that was actually one of my all-time favorites. That courtside is that's because you know was it, would you say it was Lakers? Yeah, I did courtside Lakers. I've only been once when I first signed with my agency. Um, they're Ari Emanuel's tickets, and uh, they're, he has four courtside Lakers tickets, and they each cost $5,000 or something, or wow. $10,000. I, I think it was five, because I think it's, or no, I think it's $10,000 a piece. So how is it possible yeah. someone wouldn't show up for those? That's so amazing. Because the company owns it. When you're that they rich, if you're paying forty thousand. I've never seen it. Yeah, it was crazy. You're paying forty thousand dollars to watch a two-hour basketball game. Yeah, you don't care if you go or not. Yeah, I guess not. And and you know sometimes I've snuck into the uh, the free food area at Dodger Stadium, and that's pretty cool. I mean, you get. It is nice. I like that guy's style to just have free food the whole night. That's pretty cool. It's an important part yeah. of it. All right, yeah. so then. What have you learned? I know, I know it's gotten easier, and I know that that's partly because you say the older you get, but also you just get better at it. I'm just excited to pass on this gift to my son. I mean, we've done a few now. He's one years old, and he's just a, he's money. I mean, we've snuck into the, I mean, San Diego Zoo, everything because he's one. Come on. You know, and so he's going to know all the will things. Will you sneak in anything? He, he'll, he'll know all the things that I never knew. For example, I never knew that uh, civilians won't turn you in. They will stop and watch. In wonderment, I've never been turned in by a civilian not once. The other thing you learn is the more police that are there, the better. Because policemen think it's beneath them to stop you. They think that's not their job. They, and then, but security thinks, well, there's police here. So no one would do that. And then it makes, they both basically sort of get lazy. Harmony, right. yeah, they both get lazy. So you want to find places with lots of security. Uh, if you want to go, like, say, behind people, under ropes, that kind of thing. Unbelievable. So... Have you done that? Have you snuck under a rope? You just oh yeah, a lot of ropes. Looking? I mean, I think the NBA Finals was was under the ropes, right behind their back. That's another thing you learn. You can get extremely close to people. Uh, you know, if there's a space behind their back, a tiny bit, they can't see out of their back of their heads. I mean, it's really true. I mean, it's a that is something so- that you have learned, and I have yet to learn. Everybody, let us learn from Cash Levy. People cannot see out of the backs of their heads. Yeah. One of my favorite sneak-ins that I live vicariously is Arch Barker was going to Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And I had actually been to a venue in Santa Barbara where he was going. And as I was doing it, I, I realized, and we had already paid for tickets, me and my friend. So it's not that we never do that, you know. And uh, although it's weird, now I feel sort of... I feel sort of ashamed when I buy tickets. It's weird. I have a weird sort of like, you're such a wimp. You know, Do you ever like buy a, tickets and try and sneak in just in case you get caught? I have had tickets and snuck in. Interesting. Yeah, that's a weird one. The thrill of the game. Anyway, we're at this venue, and Arge is about to go. He wants to go see Radiohead. So I drew him a diagram of how I thought that sneak in should work best. And he, because I, I saw there was a residential area and I saw where the forest might be and how he could do it. And he followed the diagram and afterwards wrote notes on what happened at each place and gave it to me. I still have that. It was really cool. It was like I lived like, I'm like, it worked. He called me afterwards. I was like on the road somewhere. He's like, it fucking worked. You are the sneak-in man. But you know what? I'm just an apprentice. When I found out about this guy in San Diego, I'm going to go interview him, and let's bring him onto the podcast. I think we definitely should. I mean, this this is amazing. You know, I wish we could talk about this for forever, because uh, there's so many other questions I have. Just what, you know, 
what are the exact techniques? I almost want to hear what you did each time. And, you know, I'd like to go on a sneak in with you. Maybe there'd be some way that we could have some listener try and sneak into something, the same event as you, and you guys would meet at a specific location. Yeah. And exchange hot dogs. (laughs) Just my idea. Okay, so... Now we're going to, real quick, before we go, we're going to do a quick maskers. Sure. And then I'd like, if you don't mind, I'd like to tickle the Oracle. Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's tickle okay. it up. Tickle and it thank up. you so much for giving thank me the opportunity for, to host the show. Thank you for having the me. Sneak ins are crazy. TJing in with Cash Miller. A sneak in masker. Okay. So, Zach Attack. The underscore Zach Attack asks Would you rather eat stale Cheerios out of your mom's mouth? Or give Dick Clark a colonoscopy with gloves on, full, all gloves and stuff like that. What do you think? That's yeah. That's 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 kind of a disturbing question. You know what, Zach Attack? (laughs) I'm going to get behind cash on this one. (laughs) Here's one. Is how do you creep the shit out of a stalker? As Jet Rain eighty one. Now, sorry, Jet Train eighty one. How do you creep the shit out of a stalker? Now, what she's really asking is, how do you freak out a stalker so much that he stops stalking you? And is that possible? That's what I want to know. Do you think that's... Because there is a world where somebody starts stalking you, and then you wait outside of their house, and when they come out, you're covered in, like, you know, peanut butter and jelly and cream cheese, and you just go, and you run and you hug them. As much as you can, you just, what what could you do that would scare them so much that they wouldn't want to be a part of it anymore? Yeah, I think I think what you just came up with. You know what I would do? You should if you wear the T.J. Miller mask. Yeah, and then pull that off. That could go. It's me. Yeah, I, you know I always I had know. a good technique for. Uh, I never used it, but I always thought it'd be a good idea for door to door people. You know, where they come by, Jehovah's Witnesses, whoever else, they just show up, you open the door, and just real monotone, you just say, there's blood in my pee. <laughs> I don't I think that would stop a stalker. You don't think that would freak people out a little? It freaks people out, but a stalker is pretty serious. I mean, you'd have to urinate blood into their face <laughs> the second that they turned and saw you. And that goes to so the So they turn masters. and they go, what? Yeah, and that goes there. Exactly. All right, this is John... D-M-E, so John D. Me, with two E's, says, how many glasses of real juice must I drink before I get my shit together? I'd say as many as you can handle. You know, you don't want to throw up. It's like drinking water too fast. You got to take as much as you can when you're hungover, but not so much you throw up. Hobnil asks, would you download your consciousness to an Android body if the organic version of you had to go live at a luxury resort on the moon until he died. So here's 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 what we're saying. Yeah, I cash I've levy that often. Yeah, cash levy. We're going to download your consciousness into a ro- an android that is exactly the I think same. They asked as you. this question Reader's Digest, didn't they? They may have. And so then you're the the cash that you used to be. You're now your consciousness is in a robot. Would you send your living sort of body that was almost comatose to just you know a place to die? Do you kill the old you immediately? 
What do you do? Yeah, I think, um, and why are you forced to do this? <laughs> because you've snuck in so many times that in the future, the punishment for sneak-ins is downloading your consciousness into an Android body and making you decide what to do with the organic <laughs> body that's left behind. Yeah, um, I don't think I would choose to do that. That wouldn't be the way I'd want to go. I will say this. I have nothing against having a few um, clones. I don't know why people are so afraid of having clones. That's just a, it's I have like six that's, or seven That's just clones. you being thinking that there should be more of you. I think it'd be cool. See, this is him wanting to hang out with And here's the other thing. Himself. It pisses me off when clones find out they're clones and they're all upset about it. What the fuck difference does it make? And that leads us to Too the tickling of the oracle. Tickling of the oracle. And my question is, yeah. let's just do an extension of that very question. If you could live forever, where you ended your own life, whenever. But if you were, you could have immortality. Would you do it? Well, if I, yeah, um, yes, you would. Yeah, I would not. I think the greatest <clears throat> cause of our unhappiness is our mortality. I think it, our, or the awareness, the awareness of, of our, our the awareness yeah, of our mortality. Now, we were talking about writing a, a movie together. I don't know if you remember this one night. You and I, sure, yeah. What if... Dick Buddy and the Slap Chance. <laughs> right? Well, that was... Yeah, that was the sequel. Oh, okay. But the movie was, what if we are... We learn to live forever, but then we are aware of our, you know, being able to live forever, and we go crazy as a result, and we start killing ourselves. I mean, I think that was, would be what would happen. I, th I think we already live too long. I mean, I, you know, I, everybody wants to live as long as they can, for sure, me included. We already live too long. People, Human beings weren't supposed to live past 40 or 50. That doesn't mean it's still fun to be able to live longer, but it is. It's a great cause of anxiety. What do you fill up your time with? We don't have to hunt for food anymore. You can't just... So you think if people think could human live beings forever... Live, I think human beings live now so long and without the original intention of their existence so if people, that it's very... It's a if pretty people anxiety. could live forever, uh, how, when would people kill themselves? How old would they be? What's your guess on average? I think in the 150s. But then there'd be that one guy that just wanted to break the record. Yeah. You know, he, he'd just go forever because he just wanted to prove something. There'd be a lot of people like that. We call them Emmys. <laughs> Little immortal pricks. Don't know when to take off. Don't know when to cut the cord. That's right. So that's been Tickling the Oracle. Cash, thank you for letting me host your show, Cashing In with TJ Miller, and for letting me make it Cashing In, sorry, TJing In with Jonathan Winters. So thank you so much for being on the program. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'll never it's been great. It. And so we, let's do a sneak in together, and then we we'll will. come back and we'll on talk about it. and talk about it and figure it out. All the listeners at home, Cash, you know, usually doesn't have a sign-out message, but this is my one chance to do this, since this is the Turn the Microphone on Cash episode. And I just want to say, be nice to each other. Find a stranger, look them in the eye, and say, hey, where's your hat? And if they have a hat on, don't say shit to them. Just keep on walking. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Now leaving Nerdist.com.